Okay, welcome to the Interviewing Artists series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope Magazine. My name is Julian, and I'm one of the Juried Art Show or Jazz Volunteers for this year's 53rd Annual Exhibition. Today we are recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty lands that are steeped in deeply rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabek peoples on whose traditional territory we're meeting today. I'm joined today by the lovely and talented Maeve Hind. Round of applause, everybody. Okay, Maeve. Well, spotlight's on you. Why don't you just take a minute and tell us a bit about yourself, maybe a bit about your practice too, whatever you think folks would need to know. Sure. I'm a fourth year student at the university and I'm doing a double major in psychology and studio art. It's a really great fit for me, I feel, because I'm pretty interested in art therapy so it's kind of like my own little art therapy program. I find that the two majors really overlap and I think that's reflected very much in what I do when I make art. As far as the uh, art that I make um, it's kind of all over the place. Right now I've been really into painting um, but I also really, really enjoy sculpture and printmaking and hope to get back to those once the school is open again. Um, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too. <laughs> Luckily, you've touched out on um, a couple of things I actually wanted to ask you about. So this is a great segue. Um, the first one was actually, I'm curious to know, when you moved from studio minor to studio major and if you could go back in time and talk to your first year self what kind of advice would you give yourself yeah um I don't actually remember it's all a blur Julian but Fair enough. I started off as an arts and science thing um and didn't enjoy that because that involved chemistry so I moved on swiftly to a psych major um in first year and I was doing a studio minor at the time um which involved those like the core and foundations class so I didn't really get into studio courses until like the middle of like second semester and second year as far as advice I think that I mean usually I'm one to say that I don't regret anything but I would definitely like say just jump in because then I would have had uh, even more time in the studio, which um, I want. Like I can literally imagine myself being here for like seven plus years um, because there's just endless things to do. Like I haven't even touched painting. Meanwhile, I'm like diving into painting in my own like personal practice outside of um, school and there's just so much to do. So I would definitely say to just um, start, like start where you, where I am now in a double major um, from the beginning, but, and, and also like, like realize how fast the time is going to go. Like now I'm in fourth year, I'm going to be here for another year, but I'm in fourth year. And I just like wish that I had taken advantage more of 
the studio space and just because now here I am and I'm like, God. No, I think I kind of get what you mean. I, I've been looking back on these four years myself lately and I've been feeling a lot, not of, not regret, but just, I feel like I had a lot of missed opportunities. Had I just spent a little more time taking advantage of those resources and um, you know, being a little more involved in my classes, I probably would have gotten a lot more out of it. Um, and that brings me to my next question. What kind of advice would you give to prospective studio art majors, you know, people who are considering coming to Guelph for studio art? Is it sort of that similar kind of take advantage of things and don't dilly-dally or? I think like, I think the big thing, I mean, for me, that I probably would have uh, benefited from hearing is like, you don't need to be a painter or you don't need to be a sculptor. Like you can just be an artist. And I think that um, there's like a lot of pressure around like, or maybe there's, maybe there's not, but it feels like there's a lot of pressure to like be like, have one specialization and one thing that you're going to like dive into. But I find like every day and every month, it's like a new, you know, like obsession I have with something. And it's like, I feel like that's just what my whole life is going to be. Um, and I mean, like within that you develop a style, just like it just will happen anyway. But I think, I think just like really following your gut and like these, like I call us obsessions like that you have with, certain subject matter or like a certain medium like to just follow that and and try to uh avoid thinking about like the timeline of it all and like the pressures of of becoming one thing or another I would say that's some darn good advice I I wish I had gotten that advice when I was in first year too (laughs) so you talked a little bit about combining your psych major and your studio major as sort of your own kind of art therapy program. Um, So you run a little thing called Outlet Collective with your friend Alexa. And I just want uh, you to tell us a little bit about what Outlet Collective is and why you think art therapy is so important. Yeah. Um, geez, I didn't think this was even going to come up. Um, that's great. Um, but yeah, Alexa and I are both in doing double majors in studio and psych. And, um, we would always just talk about, I mean, from our own experience, um, how, how good art is to like, just deal with really shitty stuff and, I think it's this like almost unconscious um, cathartic, you know, experience that I've been like just drawn to my whole life. And I think that, I think that Alexa and I wanted to create a space that was like unconventional. Um, And what I mean by unconventional is like, that's not a classroom where you need to sit down and do what you're told and rather it's a a place that you know that you can go to 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 just like be and then now that we've made it I think both of us um 
have found it like super fulfilling to to have that space and and just to like have like dedicate time because as much as I love to make art it's hard to carve out time to actually sit down and do it and so like dedicating time to do that and as well to have a space that is open if you want to talk about what's going on in those these dark brains of ours and um and not to fix anything or figure anything out necessarily but just to like let it out there Uh, no I really appreciate the way that you and Alexa run Outlet Collective just because before I went to any of your sessions I kind of had these misconceptions about what art therapy was supposed to be I guess just based on you know those two words in and of themselves art therapy but when I went to the uh session that you guys ran recently I was so pleasantly surprised at how open and welcoming the space was but at the same time not too strict at all in terms of agenda or um you know following a certain schedule or prompts it was very free-flowing and I think you really allowed people the opportunity to do what was going to be best for them at that time and I think um if anybody has sort of misconceptions about what art therapy is. This is a great opportunity uh, for people to check it out. Yeah. And I think it's also important to just like, um, because obviously Alexa and I aren't art therapists, but it's nice to just facilitate a space that where you can use art as a form of quote unquote therapy, whatever that looks like for you. So, Your work has changed a lot in the time that I've known you. You've really developed um, sort of a multitude of styles and worked with a lot of mediums. And so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, In our first interview, we talked a little bit about how in drawing one, I kind of had this, this is it moment where I found my thing. And that was kind of it for me. Do you think you've experienced anything like that? And if you have, what was that like? And what was it? Yeah, absolutely. I've experienced like a couple of those moments and I think that um, I will continue to kind of like I said before, like, I think that it's like these um, fascinations with like, I think for me, uh, at least recently, like subject matter. Um, And I just like, it's all I think about and for like a period of time and it's all I want to be painting and it's all I want to take pictures of so that I can paint it or draw it or like dream about how it would look like in a installation and stuff like that. But I think that most recently that obsession with subject matter is like houses and trees and shadow. Um, But also having this like quality of, of like unease um is really what I'm super like interested in recently it's like on one hand I see the world in like a fairy dreamland and it's so beautiful and there's like magic everywhere and on the other hand it's like the world is ending it sucks like you know life is terrifying like and kind of like trying to somehow combine those two views 
Um, and like, I think the big thing is because most of this stuff is landscape. Um, like I'm not interested in portraying what I see as I see it, uh, literally. Um, I'm more interested in portraying what I see as I see it through my brain. Uh, and what I mean by that is like my brain and meaning it's clouded by anxiety and pressure and guilt and sadness and joy and like all this bullshit and like, and trying to depict what that looks like, um, Mm -hmm. as like my own version of reality. Um, and I've also been really obsessed with this character who is myself, who has wings and can fly. And, um, I tend to put her in there sometimes or have been trying to like include this like idea of me in my own reality, like kind of like looking at it um, as a observer kind of like, it's not actually me, but it's this version of me that I want to be um, in this version of reality that I try to portray, if that makes any sense. But um yeah, so that's kind of my recent obsession and I really want to go like interdisciplinary with it. Like I really want to, I keep having these like visualizations of like a real, you know, it in some sort of installation space, whether that's a gallery or not. And it being like really immersive and um, creating like, not just a feeling when you see an image, but creating like an experienced feeling. Um, anyway, but I don't know when that's going to happen yet, but I have plans, great plans. <laughs> Good. You should. You, um, well, not just because you're my friend, but, be, but because you're an amazing artist, you're one of my favorite artists. And what you were talking about is those two worldviews that come through in your art. I see that really well. And I think in great art, it, pain and beauty are always an accompaniment accompaniment yeah pain and beauty are always in accompaniment and that's something I think is conveyed very clearly in your work and um you know, I think the way that you explained it is really beautiful so in terms of going interdisciplinary and you talked a little bit about getting back into sculpture and print again what are you yeah. looking to do next you know what do you think is going to be the next big obsession for Maeve Hind well, <laughs> I think that, I mean, there's things that I've done, like, you know, previously that I'm still attached to and I'm not done with yet. Um, like, I think another thing that I really want to dive into is like, uh, which is really related to what I was just talking about, um, is like illustrating on um, photographs um, and and this is more kind of on my uh, my psych brain side of things, but trying to look at what's beneath the surface, as cliche as that sounds. And, oh, that's true. I love that. And, like, um, you know, we're all these, like, walking uh, businessmen and and hipster artists and, you know, we have all these like things that we see and we're all walking around, but like, there's so much, you know, that's like, 
um, that we walk around with and that we carry that other people don't see. And I'm interested in, in like having a, some sort of, you know, body of work that like depicts that and, um, shows people's vulnerability and, and just like the humanity of us all, because I think, uh, it's important to do that because otherwise we're like comparing ourselves to perfect robots. Um, and that's not real. So yeah, I'm interested in that. And I'm also interested, um, and I, like dip my toe in this recently um in combining animation um with like while exhibiting paintings or drawings um and that's just kind of adding on to that um distortion of reality um so I'm interested in that but yeah I think it's it's overwhelming to think about you know, all the ideas, um, and like executing them. And I think that can sometimes be a hindrance, um, a huge one. And it makes me just want to like do nothing, but then like looking at other artists and like seeing that it's possible gives me, um, a bit of more of motivation, I guess, to, to try to go through with these ideas. Wow. Excellent. Maeve, you're uh, you're great. You're really cool. All right, so I have a I, I kind of have a fun question for you then. Okay. So, in terms of art making, yeah, not everybody can be creating all the time. You know, that's a really tough thing to do. Cool. What are some daily activities or things that you like to indulge in that you think may subconsciously help your art practice and your creative mind? Yeah, cool question. I think a huge one that comes immediately to mind is going outside. Um, Like going on walks is the source of my inspiration. (laughs) Um, And I think because I'm so fascinated with houses for some reason, I think walking um, is really good for my brain to to not be like sitting down with all these ideas and feeling overwhelmed. It's nice to like get up, move, breathe fresh air and think about these ideas. And it just all feels easier when I'm outside. So good and to hear. Yeah. I think that that's a big one. Um, just like doing things that like really, I think the big thing is getting into something like really fully participating in things that you get your brain out of this sometimes mode of like, I need to make something Um, because then things happen naturally. I find when I'm out of that mode. Um, Yeah. So what is this fascination with houses? Is it like the familiarity of them because they're everywhere and we all, well, most of us who are fortunate enough live in them. Uh, You know, what is it about, houses for you um well I think a big part of it is mental illness related um so I think being being in psych 
also just really helps, um, helps like, you know, feed this interest of, um, of what's going on and like these commonalities that we all have because the brain and it's like behaviors and patterns and like responses are really interesting to me. And so I think that, um, for me personally, this attraction to houses is like a lot about a safe space, but at the same time, it's like this, like, dialectical thinking of a safe space but also but also it's never my house it's it's other people's houses and it's me on the outside so it's like a safe space but it's also feeling like isolated and lonely or like removed from um from feeling safe I think it also definitely peaked during the pandemic um and I think like that's part of it for sure. That's like fueled it, which is that everyone is home. And like, we all have these little vessels. Um, and I think for a lot of people it's like, uh, and for me, it's been harder to leave these vessels. Um, and yeah, I think it's really just like, it's more, it's less about the house and it's more about this like feeling of being outside of a house um, that's not yours. Right now, it sort of feels like, well, the house does act as a safe space, especially in a pandemic where going outside is endangering. At the same time, it also sort of feels, you know, like a trap that you can't really escape. And yeah. so I think that oh. sort of duality of the house right now is really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So... I'm into that. I also, I mean, more. You heard it here first, folks. Maves into houses. I think also, like, on top of that, it's just, like, the form, right? Like, I just love drawing them. Well, okay. I have a question for you then. Okay. Who's your favorite architect? The honest answer is that I'm in an architecture class because I know jack about architecture. But I'm well, we've been there a while. Don't you, haven't you learned anything yet, Maeve? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But like, I'm interested in it, right? And I think, I think that honestly, the ones that have really gotten me are the um, Adler and Sullivan. I was just going to say that. Me too. I really love the sort of ornament they did um, at the beginning of Chicago style. All right. Well, Thanks for tuning in to the Interviewing Artists series. Check us out at our websites, juriedartshow.ca and kaleidoscopemag.com or on Instagram at juriedartshow and kaleidoscope underscore UOG. Thank you to Cam Hind, bracket, Maeve's dad, a bracket, for the original music as well. 